0: Broadcasting from the BET MGM studio, it's time for
1: Inside the Jets. Presented by EY, building a better working world. Now here's Bart Scott and Dan Grossa.
0: Welcome to Inside the Jets, presented by EY, building a better working world. Dan Gross of Bart Scott, back from the bye week. Did you miss us? What's going on, buddy? Did you miss me? Did you miss us at all? <laughs> I mean, it feels like we haven't been here in ages, but it's good to be back here. And seven-game stretch, rest of the way, got to finish strong, right? Yeah. What did you do for your bye week? Nothing. Oh, work.
1: That's right. <laughs> so Nothing. We had a we had a bye from the Jets, but we didn't have a bye Just from all of Just bye from the Jets, but everything else was let I'll tell you what, man. Standard. I'll tell you what. What I'm looking forward um two is how they come out do they come out rejuvenated refreshed sometimes you got to get away from the, from the game now i wonder how guys were able or chose to, to clear their minds if guys left i know it was difficult because you have to quarantine coming back you know well what, you couldn't
0: go anywhere right they have to get tested every day
1: right that's so, what i'm saying so i wonder what they did maybe they went to the poconos maybe did some fun stuff like that but it was good to, to also another thing is good to watch football you know when you're not playing you're able to watch football and be a fan and sometimes you get a greater perspective when you're watching football and some things kind of resonate, some things pop into your head like, oh, that's what's going on. Because when you're playing every week, you're too close to it. But when you're able to step back with that bye week, you're able to rejuvenate yourself. And you're also able to get an idea of what's going on and what's trending in the league at some future opponents. But, you know, you think about that, though, and that's one way of looking at it. Some
0: player, like, if you're a football junkie, you're going to watch the games. But others, all right, you're going hard nine weeks plus training camp. You might just want to completely just free your mind from football. Maybe some guys decide, you know, I'm not even going to watch the games on Sunday. I just need a complete reset, come back strong. You're probably different though. You watch games. Well, on your well. Bye well, week, right? well,
1: I think I think everybody's going to watch the f- football mm-hmm. now. Where you, you know, remove yourself from it is Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And then Sunday, it's like, okay, let me get back into the groove. Let me right. start ramping back up. So, you know, you, you remove yourself from it. You, you don't have to worry about game plans. You don't have to worry about practice. You try and get a light jog and maybe spend some quality time with the family and be able to, you know, because you know, you've been away from them and been isolated from them. So now this is an opportunity to kind of catch up on some honey-do list stuff, kind of relax. And then, you know, the difficult part is, you know, if you couldn't go out, a lot of times guys would want to go to, like, spas and stuff like that. But those things aren't really available. So you got to try and do your maintenance on your body. And the crazy thing is what people don't realize, actually when you rest, that's when all the scar tissue settles because it's not moving every day because you're not practicing. So you have to be very careful that you make sure that you continue to run and flush some of the scar tissue and keep the blood moving. But guys should come back and guys should, you know, be re-energized and say, you know what, this is the sprint to the finish. And let's see what we can do. You know, let's, let's see what we can do. Guys are going to be playing for different reasons. Guys are going to be playing for their teammates. Guys are going to be playing for future contracts. Guys are going to be playing and fighting for the opportunity to stay in the league. 35% of this, you know, most teams have 35% turnover every year. You would think this year with the Jets and maybe even more, they've already started to get rid of some some pieces as they continue to evaluate some of the young players. That's what I like about Monday night, and I know we wanted to touch about Monday night football. It seems like decades oh ago gosh, yeah. in which we talked about, you know, we didn't even analyze the game, but I think it was a lot of positive things that took place there. We got a, a chance to kind of see what this – you know, 2020 uh, rookie class looked like. I think they they didn't disappoint. You know, some are some are a little farther along in the process than others. But I thought all in all, I thought it was a great showing for you know for for Joe Douglas and what we were able to see. Now we hope the big fella you know were able to heal up. You know, we I, we really don't know where he is as far as the injury. Having report. some problems breathing. You know, it's what happened game, yeah. with, with breathing the pack and all that type of stuff. You know, so hopefully all is well there and that week did him good. But now it's time to see Sam Darnold. You know, we saw Joe Flacco with those weapons. Now we want to see what Sam Darnold can do. We, I believe that Joe has a stronger arm, but I feel like uh, Sam Darnold um, – can make more of those off-schedule plays because he's more elusive in the pocket. So you can generate big plays when you have those type of receivers with that type of catch radius to be able to separate down the field, and Mams continues to impress.
0: It's the, That's the unfortunate thing, right? I think you hit on it, and yeah, 30-27 to 27 loss to the Patriots a week ago on Monday Night Football. There were a lot of good in that game. There was a lot of positives you take away, and we can hit on them here one by one, but I think starting out... The most unfortunate thing I think when you look overall and you're trying to make an evaluation about which direction this team is gonna go moving forward here. The three wide receivers, the starting wide receivers, which we had been waiting for all season to finally be on the field at the same time. We got that on Monday night. But, and yes, Flacco played very well. But Sam didn't play. And then when you're trying to evaluate, okay, how is this going to look moving forward? You want to see those three guys out there with number 14 just to see how capable of an offense this could be. Because, hey, with Flacco under Center, you saw each and every one of those three guys making plays. I mean, Perryman had the two touchdowns. Best game of the season for him. Crowder, even though he had a couple of grabs, but he made the toe drag touchdown in the corner, which was a brilliant highlight reel play. And Mims, again, just completely getting better, showing that confidence week in and week out you got to be excited if you're a Jet fan that now these weapons, when healthy, are able to be productive when they're given the chance.
1: Well, now the pressure's on Sam Darnold because we saw those pieces look good with Joe Flacco. Right. We expect them to look better with Sam Darnold. We know that as soon as Sam Darnold's on the center, you might as well just mark down five receptions for Crowder because that's his security blanket. Now let's see if he can get the other guys involved. Let's see if he can stretch the football field like Flacco was able to do and recognizing the one-on-one coverage and being able to put it into some, some very tight spots. You know, and that's what you want to see. You want to see that chemistry start to be developed because we know for a fact that Mims is going to be here next year. We know that Crowder's is going to be here. We don't know about Perryman. He's a free agent. So I think Perryman wants to make sure that he can prove that he can play in this league and he can replicate what we saw well- in the second half with him with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's exactly it.
0: He closed so strong last year with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, helped get him to deal here with the New York Jets. So you hope history can repeat itself healthy, staying on the field. And and,
1: and just think, um, you know, one thing I I, I just kind of picked up from watching football over the week is when you watch the young guys, you watch Kyler Murray, you watch. Um, oh, did he do something yesterday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty little, special. A little, 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 little bit. alley hoop. Well, I don't mm-hmm. know if he did something special. I don't know if Hopkins mossed three people. Hey, I think that was really. He the was most rolling
0: special. to his left. He threw across his body, 50 yards down the field, and put it where his guy could
1: get it. That was okay, a pretty nice okay. throw. Okay, and this guy got it. You know, I mean, I think I think we we not giving enough credit to Hopkins and what he did. That was amazing. That was a great you know, uh, but also how about Houston not wanting that guy? Yeah, you know what I mean, and then, and then, <laughs> right? Then, I think I think that's they, working out well for Houston, yeah, I, is it I, not? I think they just called O'Brien again and fired oh him twice. Oh my gosh! yo know, and I tell you what, you look at um, Tua. Tua had this guy. You look at Herbert with Keenan Allen. You look at um, Josh Allen and what Diggs did before the hail Mary or the hail Murray. Diggs' catch is almost
0: forgotten now right, because right, of that. Right.
1: Yeah, you know the hail Murray. What it really, what really illuminated from that was that. Sam needs a guy Yeah, and you look you look at what happens is like Sam needs a guy and you know next year Galladay is going to be available you know Allen Robbins is going to be available you know Juju Smith shooter is going to be available and maybe some other players
0: too that we don't know because again with the, the financial cap, right, uncertainty the, because of it, COVID it, 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 yeah
1: and we see this happening in all other sports right guys can't protect guys that they normally would because of the salary cap is right. coming down and because they don't anticipate having, having fans in the stands so these small market teams can't compete. Well, Joe Douglas has done a great job in making sure that this team was healthy financially. So then you could get an opportunity to, to try and get some players that normally wouldn't be available, would never be exposed or vulnerable you know, in, in regular years. But we know 2020 hasn't been a regular year, so that means 2021, won't be at all either. So, I mean, you know, I was just pretty much looking at other other teams and looking at and putting together a grocery lists about, okay. You're doing I'm your a, shopping. Yeah, there. I'm going to buy a little protein over here. Let's yeah. get some rough fish. Let's get some starches. Okay, then let me get some desserts.
0: For your Thanksgiving shopping list. I was like, oh, by the way, maybe let's take a look at some of these free agents that can help the team next year. There's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely. Inside the Jets broadcast from the Bet MGM studio. Plays your football parlays, props, and futures bets at Bet MGM sports all season long. Like you said, you know, you brought up the rookies in this game and yeah Mims of course had himself a big game we know that Makai Beckton could do his thing other guys have had their chance but I thought on Monday night Ashton Davis also played his best game so far this season he was very active and look now with Bradley McDougal's injury he's going to get more reps the rest of the way here you know that phantom penalty call on him the rough in the passer on cam yeah, where yeah. he came blitzing but I mean that's the I get it that's the way football's played now but I thought Davis was very active and you hope you see him grow from that the rest of this season
1: exactly I mean that's what I thought I mean I'm sure he would admit it too that he struggled against Kansas City to keep up with the speed and learn the angles. A lot of of players do. Yeah, well, just you know, I think because he he really didn't never saw that speed. Remember, he's a track guy, Mm -hmm. so you would expect that his speed would translate to it. But it's nothing like being out there for real and seeing like how fast everything goes, how quickly you got to make decisions. You have to be decisive because if you think about it, you've already missed. You've already you're already too late. And I thought maybe he learned those lessons from Kansas City and he pulled the trigger. He was faster. He was more instinctive. I think the game is starting to slow down, and that's great that we get to see seven games. So if you say, okay, if he if he's able to close it to get, if he's been able to pull it together, so now you're talking about three impact players that you're going to have expectations for next year. Beckton you expect to play at an All-Pro level next year. Mm-hmm. Ma'am, you expect to be, you know, a budding star or maybe like he can potentially Just be, start from the jump, right? right Get right. out there week but, but, one and have a full but, season. But, 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 but second-year progression, your expectations for With him – With a normal offseason, too, right. all these
0: guys, which right. will help.
1: So so you're anticipating that maybe he can be, like, proving that he's a, a solid number two borderline pushing for number one receiver in this league. And you hope that Ashton Davis can be, like, a guy that can be – you know, have the knack for making big plays and be – you know, you know, put more responsibility on well, – All these on. guys,
0: you know, just the three that you named, right? And, and there could be others as right, well. Right, because I
1: want to see Cameron Clark. They're all I mean, going to be
0: but those 3 that you mentioned they're going to be starters next year. Right. They're basically starters now. They're going right. to be starters next year. And I'll tell you another guy too. Let's talk about Bryce Hall. Finally made his debut right. Monday night. Closed out uh I was waiting on, to see on the field late in the game. This is a guy, again, I want to see what he can do for the next seven weeks of the season because exactly. this is a guy who would have been taken a lot higher in the draft had he not suffered that nasty knee injury back when he was in college.
1: Exactly. You know, you, you think about, you know, Poole probably being a free agent again. You mm-hmm. would hope that Bryce Hall can be that guy that can be that nickelback inside and maybe even compete for outside, you know, be that lockdown corner opposite of Blesson. You hope Blesson can, can step up, but then it's going to be competition. It's going to be the ability to go out and get some of these, you know, lockdown corners that's going to be really made available. So, you know, that's what this is all about, right? This is Joe Douglas saying, okay, these, if I'm making a stew, these are the ingredients that I want, and these are the ingredients that I already have in my cupboard. These are the ones I got to go shopping for.
0: You know, you look at a guy like Flacco, for example, and, and you know, when we found out that he was going to be the one starting the game on Monday night, One of the things he was saying leading up to it was, well, you know, at least now I feel a little bit more comfortable in this offense as opposed to the two starts that he had previously. And, hey, it showed. I don't know if that was, I'm just more comfortable with the system. Hey, I have the three starting wide receivers back at my disposal. Maybe you add all those things together. But you saw a guy who's a veteran in this league. You saw a guy who's a former Super Bowl MVP. And if Sam needs another week or two, the offense is in good hands here, I think.
1: Yeah, you gotta keep him as well. I think he's a guy that you re sign and you try and figure out I know Joe Flacco has aspirations of being a starting quarterback in this league. But he's a guy I think that you keep around because he's good for morale, rather that's Sam Darnold underneath center next year or someone else. Joe Flacco you need to have in this league, you need to have a quality backup. And I think that he's a great backup that can come in and give you starting, you know, starting minutes, so to speak. And and you know, I know he wants to be a starting quarterback in this league, but those opportunities are far and few in between. As you see yesterday with um, the Saints, you know Drew Brees goes down and Jameis Winston has to come in and step up. If you lose your starting quarterback and Sam hasn't shown, and their, their gimmick ability, quarterback is getting paid seventeen million dollars or whatever in guaranteed money in Taysom Hill,
0: which is right, story right, right, the right, time. right, 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 <laughs> right. Well,
1: <laughs> well, our version of Brad Smith. Remember, we oh, we, we started this. You know, we didn't pay Brad, Brad. we let him go, but we regretted yeah. it. And you know, you know, kudos to them for recognizing his value. And well, what team like brings.
0: for instance, like. Case in point, Pittsburgh's nine and zero. Roethlisberger
1: yeah. goes down; they're done. Exactly. They're toast. Yeah, Ma- Mason Rudolph. No, and that's, thank you. And there you go. You know, so that's, so that's kind of what it is. Um, so it's going to be exciting to see how these guys come together. Let's see if you know they can continue to finish strong or try. You know, I think a lot of the effort that they that they've been putting in, they've been falling short. But I think a lot of effort that they put in and the the energy in which they played with and execution and daring to be great really showed on Monday Night Football. You know, there's another guy, too, that I think stood
0: out on Monday night. And and this is a perfect example of guys auditioning for jobs, whether it's here with the Jets or with another right. team in Before the Before you NFL. go there,
1: are you going to my position?
0: I am going to your position. Exactly. You want to answer the question? No, absolutely. He was all over the His place. His hair was
1: stringy. His hair
0: was flopping it all over like the place. We're talking about Harvey Longy, who's a great – because remember, game one in Buffalo this year, Cashman went down very early, and Harvey Longy basically played the rest of that game at the inside linebacker position mm-hmm. – Made some plays in week one. Then he got hurt, and that set him back a few weeks. Now he's back, and he popped. He popped. He's going to get a lot more looks here. And, I mean, you just see that he he was like the Energizer bunny. There was a play where he blitzed Cam Newton. Newton eluded the rush. And then you see, like, he runs back and makes the tackle 10, 15 yards down the field. The guy just never stopped. You want guys like that on your team, especially if you're having a bad year and you want to make sure that you finish strong.
1: I promise I'm not trying to, like, stand on longy. Well, I would say it wrong. I'm not trying to stand on his shoulders to push myself up. Mm-hmm. But when I watched him play, mm-hmm. he reminded me so much of my situation uh, when I got my opportunity and the type of – So there's nothing wrong with that. And the type of energy – well, because I never want to make it about me. but I You I, never make it about you? No, no, no. No, no, No. <laughs>
0: No, but it's Not a good comparison, football. right? Because you waited, you got, you were undrafted. Yeah. You waited, you got a shot, and to your credit, you made the most of it. And there's a lot of other guys and, who've done the same thing. Maybe this is Harvey Longest's chance.
1: And I got my first start win, Monday Night Football against the Pittsburgh Steelers, right? And guess when it was? It was holiday. It was Halloween. So it was like, who's it's this sensitive. guy dressed up as a Ravens yeah, right, linebacker. Right. It, it, it was, a, it, and that's what it was. It was yeah. like, oh my God, they're playing the big, bad Steelers. And Ray Lewis has went down and who's this guy? Bart Scott and Tommy Polly going against Rome Bennis and and, and, and Willie Parker. This is going to be a laugher. Fast and, 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 and we, and we, and we put it, we put in work that game and I could see. The desire in his eyes. I can tell in his body language because it's his effort. And his speed was faster than anybody else's on the field. By a long and shot. And that's too. because I think he realized that he may not get another chance. And if he can, you know, push. And I know he- Hewitt has played well, but Hewitt is a little, little. You know, I know Longley is he's a little older because he went on a mission and all that type of stuff. So he's an older rookie, but the tr- it's a lot more tread left on his tires than say uh, a-, a Neville Hewitt. So I think he can really, if he if he continues to play like this on the way out, I think he can potentially push. You know, Hewitt for when C.J. Mosley comes back to be the guy standing next to C.J. Mosley.
0: Like you can never have enough good football players.
1: Yeah, I don't get right. I mean, and yeah. and, and, and
0: it See, goes so so you know I'm it, saying you're yeah. zero nine. Mm-hmm. Let's be real there's going to be some turnover for 2021. You're not going to bring the same cast of characters back if it didn't work the first go-round. Change is inevitable, as you said, in the National Football League. So there is going to be change here. And case in point, whether it's him, whether it's somebody on the offensive side of the ball, if you're going to be given an opportunity over these next seven weeks, make the most of it because it could mean good things for you.
1: Exactly. I mean, like, Wale Elgonglia told me something when I was really early in in my process. He said – The NFL is the only place where a Tiger can change his stripes. And just because you come in this league, whether you're Neville Hewitt or Yolongi, and you've been labeled as a special teams player, doesn't mean you have to stay one. All it takes is one opportunity, one chance. We saw that here with James Hedibault. We looked at him as just a special team player. But the Baltimore Ravens and the New England Patriots saw him as something else. So just because you, 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 you're you branded with that scarlet letter, you know, and sometimes you know perception is reality, not all the time. Every once in a while you can change that, right? And that's what I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to say, who's gonna say, you know what? I don't care that we're not going to the playoffs. I don't care what the record is. All I care about is the fact that I get an opportunity to play football and I get an opportunity to prove that I am what I say I am. That's what I love about football. You know what I mean? Because if you're a tough guy, and guess what? On Sunday, we, you get to prove it. Yep. If you're a baller, if you're a playmaker, you get to prove it. You know, so like it's like it's like that old uh, that song. If you if you if you are what you say you are, a superstar, then have no fear. The camera's here. So, that's the
0: beautiful thing about sports, right? It's a meritocracy. Exactly. You prove it, if you're deserving, if you're worthy, then you're going to get the shot, and that's how it should be.
1: Exactly. And you know, Like I said, you know, you know like we say it all the time, and uh, I think I get it from Steve Weatherford. Steve Weatherford says you know, what he loves about working out is the fairest thing in the world because it's not- Can you not, bench
0: more than Steve Weatherford?
1: If I wanted to. If
0: you wanted to. Yeah.
1: Did you want to back
0: then when you guys were playing? When you? I was
1: playing? I mean, I probably did lift more than him yeah. then, but you know, like now he's like a bodybuilder. He's yeah. probably eating all organic you know, Kale drinking chips yeah, and yeah drinking drinking protein yeah. and stuff like that Avocado but but, ice but, cream. but you know like every once in a while I, I say you know what I want to look like that and then I'll do it then I say you know what I like Reese's cups and I like uh chocolate covered almonds and then I I'll, then I go to the Reese's cups but but you know I was yo know, yeah you know um he always said that the, the, the you know it's the fairest thing in the world because it's rented not not owned mm. so you know you can have a spot on his team it's, it's a rented spot
0: Nothing's permanent. It's
1: not not owned. Mm -mm. And you just want to renew your lease as much as possible because at the end of the day, all of us have one thing in common. We all get fired. Right. So what I love is what I want to see is I want to see one of these young guys, see who's going to dare to be great, who's going to step up, who's going to say, you know what, I'm going to take my spot because nobody's giving me nothing, and I'm tired of being patient.
0: Fair point. Got more to do here on Inside the Jets. We come back. We'll be joined by a member of the Green and White. He's Bart Scott. I'm Dan Grasso. More to come on Inside the Jets presented by EY, building a better working world. And we welcome you back into Inside the Jets, presented by EY, Building a Better Working World, Dan Grassa and Bart Scott. And it's time now for our player guest segment, which is presented by EY, Building a Better Working World. And we're pleased to be joined by Jets place kicker Sergio Castillo, who's nice enough to give us a couple of minutes. Sergio, Dan Grasso, Bart Scott, thanks for joining us here on Inside the Jets. How are you?
2: I'm doing pretty good. First of all, uh, thank you all for having me here. So, Enjoyed our bye week, our time off, and uh, you know, just glad to uh, to get back onto this week and get back to work.
1: You know, like we always used to say in the locker room, kickers have feelings too. Listen, we all have we all have stories, right? And what's yeah. yours? Would you explain to us your story because you have a unique journey to this destination?
2: Yeah. Um, so, man, it took me yeah, it took me six years to, to to finally make the dream come true. Uh, the past five years, I spent my my time in the CFL from Hamilton to Ottawa to Winnipeg to this past season with the B.C. Lions. Uh, Wasn't the XFL with the Houston Roughnecks till the whole COVID situation hit. Um, so, yeah, it's just been a journey, man. You know, wherever there's a, an opportunity, I try to take it and uh, just been very fortunate to be here.
1: Now tell people how difficult it is sometimes, you know, when your dream doesn't happen overnight, you know, the, the, the doubt that you have as a player and you know the outside forces that's telling you hey maybe it's time to move on and do something else what kept you motivated and grounded and saying you know what maybe one day that this still is going to happen and i'm not willing to give up yet
2: yeah it, it is very tough especially when you hear it from your own blood sometimes to tell you hey hey junior everyone back home calls me junior the only time they call me second is when i'm in trouble <laughs> but uh you know sometimes you hear you know i would hear it from my family and they'd be like hey junior you know, it's, you know why not just try go do uh, you know, go teach or, you know, cause that's why I studied to be a teacher, right. Or, you know, just take kind of, I guess like the easy route, you know, give up on the dream. And one thing that you got to understand is that, that I had to understand is that dream was not given to them. So they did not understand the dream. So, and I think that's something that when you're trying to pursue this path or whatever your dream is, is you got to understand that dream, that seed was given to you. So it's up to you if you want to water it daily. And that's the beauty about life is that you have the power to do that, you know, and yes. There's going to be circumstances are going to be there's going to be a lot of noise trying to tell you, hey, just give it up or a lot of reasons why not to do it. But um, one of the things that kept me going, to be honest, was a vision board. And in 2014, I got released by Atlanta and I went back to San Antonio. That's where I used to be training. And uh, I got a I got a, a job as a teacher's aide at Southside High School with my soccer coach, Coach Julian Tames. And he's like, "Hey, Serge, come work with me. You know, you can you can train here. You know, why you and you you'll work with me, and make a little money, keep the dream alive." And uh, but every day I had to take a, a but an hour and twenty four minute bus ride to work. So the bus 100 will pick me up every day at 4:22 in the morning on the back on the corner of Babcock and Warsbach, and I will get to school at 5:46 a.m. I train for an hour fifteen, worked throughout the day. After school I would kick, and then I. Take the bus home. And people are brought into your life for a reason, season or lifetime, a reason. They give you a message or a lesson in life. Um, They're they're in your life for a season, you know, can be a season of a couple months, um, a year, or people brought into your lifetime. My bus driver, Mr. Fulton was brought into my life for a reason to give me a message and for a short season of two to three months. And one day he told me, he he asked me, Serge, why are you always carrying your footballs around? You know, I always see you with your footballs and your book bag. And I just tell him, hey, I just got released by the Falcons, still trying to pursue the NFL. Um, Same time I'm working, yada, yada, yada. He starts telling me his story. Come to find out this guy was loaded. And and I asked him, Mr. Fulton, no disrespect. If you have all this money, then why are you driving a bus at 3, 4 in the morning? It just did not make any sense to me. And he said, Serge, I do it for one reason only is to motivate people. And at first I was like, respect. But then I'm like, no, nah, this guy's just messing with me, right? Mm-hmm. Fast forward a couple of weeks, go by a relationship. It's an hour and 24 minute bus ride. So there's nobody in the bus. It's only four or five of us. So I'm, I get to know Mr. Fulton quite a bit. One Friday, he's like, hey, Serge, here's my address. My family and I, we're going to have a dinner. You're more than welcome to come. I show up that Sunday. He had a huge house. Like it was just enormous, like Top of the line. So now he had my attention and he's like, and then I'm like, Mr. Fulton, teach me, feed me everything, you know, because I was just, I was attracted to what, what he was saying. It was actually true. And he's like, all right, Serge, be ready tomorrow morning. So then he's like, Serge, what I want you to do is I want you to get a poster board and I want you to print pictures of your dreams. And I want you to glue them uh, on that poster board. And I was like, is that it? He's like, just, yeah, just do that. I was like, all right, fine. So the top pictures I had is uh, the the biggest, the, my biggest dream is is uh, I had two pictures. I had two wedding rings and I had a picture of a cartoon and it's just people surrounded, you know, just having a good time. And I titled it Castillo's Family Reunion. And that's, uh, that's my biggest dream is to have a family because I grew up, you know, my dad wasn't really much in my life. I never knew what it meant to have a dad, uh, a male uh, figure at the dinner table. So that, 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 that's something I've always wanted to do. You know, I want to be a, I want to have a family. Second one, I put a picture of Matt Bryant and who used to be the kicker at the Falcons at the time and myself, you know, because he didn't crack the NFL till he was like 27 or 28. I'm like, that's a similar story that can be like mine. Uh, the third one was uh, Principal Castillo. So I put those pictures, right? The next morning I show up, I'm like, Mr. Fulton, here's my vision board. And he's like, all right, sir, start explaining me this. It was, start explaining me all these these dreams. As I'm telling them all these dreams, These negative thoughts just start creeping in the back of my mind. And, uh, you know, the first dream, you know, I wanna have a family. The thoughts started coming up like, sir, your dad wasn't in your life. Your mom's dad wasn't in her life. What makes you think that you're gonna break that cycle? The second one, the NFL, there's only 32 jobs in the whole world, 32 teams. What makes you think you're gonna be one of those defeating the odds? And the third one was Principal Castillo. I wanted to get my my master's, but I didn't have a scholarship because I was already outside of school. It was like, how are you gonna pay for that? And it's like, Mr. Fulton, could read my mind is that I'm telling them these dreams. And I have these thoughts at the same time. And he said, Serge, the first thing you're going to see when you wake up in the morning and the last thing you're going to see before you go to bed are those dreams. And it's going to remind you, who are you going to become on bad days? Cause you're going to have them. So don't act surprised. So honestly, that's what, other than having key people in my life as my mom, my girlfriend, Adriana, and you know, I have close friends, that vision board is what kept me going because that's what fed me in the morning. And that's what fed me at night. So every time I went to bed, I couldn't, I could, I was just so excited to wake up the next morning to get to work, you know, and every day I saw that and I print, and I kid you not, I printed out an NFL contract every single day. <laughs> and I would, I would date it, whatever date it was. And then like ran, I would just put random teams. Oh, today I'm signing with, you know, Dallas Cowboys. And I was signing my signature the next day. Oh, I'm signing with the New York Jets. And I was just practicing my signature. So when the day would come, because I knew what it meant to, I I knew the, the, the high that I would get when I signed a contract. So I started recreating that emotion every morning. And that got me going. I'm like, let's go, let's get to work. Why? Because this contract's waiting for you. So you better be ready for the opportunity. That's
0: an an incredible story and it's really an incredible lesson that I think a lot of people can use, you know, in their lives moving forward. I'm curious, do you still stay in touch with Mr. Fulton?
2: I actually have not, you know, and then that's why I say he was brought into my life for a short season, you know, because in San Antonio, uh, how the bus system works, if you don't have seniority every three, four months, they change your route and they changed his route within like two months. Um, because I remember I would I would take bus 100 and then bus 522. I took two buses that morning, and uh, but no I have not. So uh, uh, you know like I said people are brought into your life for a reason, season or lifetime, and and I'm very grateful for Mr. Fulton because it's been six years since I've heard that message, and till this day I still have a vision board everywhere I go. Doesn't matter if I was in Winnipeg, if I was in Ottawa, if I was in Vancouver. Or if i'm here in new york and new jersey now florham park i have my vision board in my wall because there's yes i'm part of the new york jets organization now now it's just like okay now i can attack bigger goals that i would like to pursue
1: you know our our story isn't too um unsimilar or dissimilar um but what did that feel like monday night football you couldn't really share with your family you know, with them being there, seeing you live your dream. Because when you live your dream, you achieve your dream, you give them permission to live theirs. And you let them know that dreams do come true and they are possible. But how did you harness all that emotion that should have been running through your chest that you're kicking on Monday night football against the New England Patriots?
2: It's just, you know, one, I'm I'm blessed and I'm grateful, you know, for the opportunity because it's just crazy how, you know, in the off season sometimes when I come back from Canada, you know, just – I had to work as a substitute, you know, and, or because I'm from a small town from La Jolla, Texas, where, you know, not a lot of people, uh, you know, there's starting to be more people who who are making something out of themselves, but it was, it's just, it's just, I'm honestly, I'm just trying to lay the blueprint for the future generations. You know, like you can, I just want to be a testimony that to, to, to the young generations that it can be done that, uh, you know, anyone can make their dreams come true, but you know, especially in La Jolla, that a Mexican American who was literally, I'm the first one born uh, in the United States on both sides of my family. You know, it, it can be done. And, uh, you know, but it was just uh, when I called my mom and my girl after the game, I was just lost of words. And I just, and I was just telling them that I'm just thankful for you guys sticking through me throughout the whole journey, especially in 2017 when I tore my ACL. It was, um, you know, there was moments, and I say moments because moments are small, where I could have easily given up, you know, and those were the times where my mind was a little weak. But I was very fortunate for my mom, and, and my and my lady to to stick stick by me.
1: We all have moments of weakness, but you know what they say: you can't have a test testimony without a test. Exactly,
2: exactly. Amen to that.
1: Absolutely. Sergio,
0: hang tight. Want to have more with you with the Jets kicker here on Inside the Jets, presented by EY, building a better working world. Welcome back to Inside the Jets, presented by EY, building a better working world. Dan Grasa, Bart Scott. We're joined by Jets kicker Sergio Castillo in our player guest segment, presented by EY, building a better working world. So, Sergio, look, it's been a whirlwind story. You went through part of your tale up until now. What has the last month or so been like now that you're a member of the New York Jets? What has this experience been like for you here on this crazy journey?
2: Uh, I think the first three, four weeks that I was here was still kind of surreal. And finally, this past bye week, I've been able to just sit down and and relax because, you know, we're go, go, go with meetings and practice. And and, um, it's just, uh, like I said, it's just been, I've just been calling all my coaches and and my, my family, you know, people I haven't been really been able to reach out to and just, just tell them thank you, you know, for for playing the seed in me since I was uh, in seventh grade. You know, it all started with uh, Coach Armin Garza in seventh grade at Cesar Chavez Middle School, Coach Flores, Coach Garcia, you know, Coach Tamez, and just calling them and just telling them, being able to, you know, like they said, like you all said earlier, you know, they're living the dream through me, and it's just um, – You know, I'm just very glad that I was able to stick through the course.
1: Now, soccer is your first love, right? I think we were talking off there. Soccer is your first love. You're a huge soccer fan. Um, How does that background help you become a better kicker? And also, you know, um, as far as soccer, you know, when were you first introduced to the game as far as football, American football, Mm -hmm. and was soccer first?
2: Okay. Um, First was baseball, though. My, My first love was baseball and then soccer. Okay. And then um but I think I play goalkeeper in soccer. And soccer, I think is uh go, playing goalkeeper is kind of similar in the sense with kicking. You can have all these good kicks, you can have all these saves, but if you have one missed kick, one bad if you don't get to save one, it kind of falls on you. So I think mentally playing all those years soccer prepared me to 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 this situation where in kicking you might only have two, three kicks, maybe only one. Same thing with uh, playing goalie. You might only, you might have a bunch of saves, but if you miss the last one, it's kind of on you. Um, so I think that's how it's helped me mentally is just, you know, you gotta take advantage of every opportunity that comes. How football came to me was um, my freshman year in high school, at La Jolla High School, I did not play football, I was just in band. I was in I was in the drum line, I, I played the sixth bass drum. And nice. um, on Wednesdays, we did not have band practice. So I went to go chill out with my soccer buddies every time on Wednesdays. And I remember Coach Tamez, who was the head coach, and Coach Juan Osuna, who was my goalkeeper coach. Juan Osuna was uh, in the late 90s. He was La Jolla's kicker, goalkeeper, and he was in band. And he lived right across my grandma's house. And I always saw him marching in his football uniform like, I want to do that. (laughs) So he was one of my idols growing up. And so we were practicing soccer that one of those Wednesdays and he brought some footballs out. Started kicking some field goals with him, nothing serious. Football season was over. In Texas soccer season in high school is in the spring. Played soccer, soccer season was over. There was about two, three weeks weeks left of school left uh, for my freshman year to be over. And Coach Tammes calls me up, he's like, hey Sergio, the football team's looking for a kicker. You remember that one time you were kicking last year, you know, in the fall? And I was like, yeah. He's like, you should go try out. I go try out. I I didn't think much of it. I didn't like, honestly, I didn't like football. I did not. And um, fast forward to the summer passes by fast forward to August the 8th, 2006. We're in band camp and we're a big band. We're about like 200 band members. And so we had speakers all around our football field and Mr. Alame, my band director, was on, on on the podium, and he calls me through the, he through the speakers. He's like, "Hey, Sergio, Coach Villaseñor, the head coach for football, wants to talk to you." And I was just like, "Why does he want to talk to me?" You know, I I had totally forgotten about the tryout three four months ago, and I remember going to to so I walked to a locker room, and right next to the locker room is the the weight room, and I remember seeing Coach Aaron Garcia. He was a special teams coordinator and he he was a bald and he was just like ripped, you know, as you really just really in shape. Right. And I remember he was doing some cable flies and I was just so scared of him. And I'm like, hey, coach, got to see you. I'm Sergio. I think, you know, they called me over here. I don't know why. Like I said, I had totally forgotten about the tryout. And he walks me into the locker room. And I remember this big old painting in the locker room. It has a coyote because we're the coyotes of La Jolla. And it said, Coyote, Dan. And that's the first thing I remember. And then I remember seeing two lockers. To my left, uh, Ricardo Cantu, Richard Cantu, number 24. And to my right, number 27, Joe Garza. They were the only two sophomores in varsity that year. And I see number 26, Sergio Castillo. And they're like, you're going to be a Coyote. And I was just like, then the tryout. That <laughs> I remember I had the tryout. And they're like, hey, Serge, your tryout went really well. Welcome to the team. I was like,
1: at that at that point, point at that at that point, could you say no or were you scared? That, that, <laughs> to, that to do with the flies and all the veins coming out of his arms would put you yeah, in a chokehold like, you like, said oh, no. Sure. You're my coach now, okay, okay.
2: And I remember talking to Coach Villasenor, the head coach. I'm like, look, coach, I really love band. And if I can't march, I am I'm not gonna I'm not gonna play ball, you know? And uh and he's just like no, just come once or twice a week after after school. And I remember on Wednesdays we didn't have band practice so I would go for football and then Thursdays band practice was kind of chill so I would go Thursdays but every day at 6 a.m my mom would drop me off at La Jolla High School and I get my kicking done in the morning and uh, I remember my first field goal it was October 13th 2006 we were playing in Donna High School we went to overtime it was 20 to 20 it was raining and I remember I missed my extra point because I um One of my offensive linemen slipped because it was wet and they blocked it. So it was 20 to 20 and I lined up for a game winner, 26 yards, left hash. I scored. I didn't know what to do. So I just yelled goal, just like in soccer.
1: (laughs) No, no, no. no. Was it goal or was it goal?
2: It was was like that. And then since the field was wet, I dove like a little soccer style celebration, you know, head first, you know, and that was the only time my jersey got dirty that year. But uh, that was my first field goal ever in high school against uh, – it was Friday the 13th, 2006.
1: Now tell me tell me this because, you know, I've made big plays, right, and a lot of players make big plays, but nobody has that defining moment like a kicker because literally mm-hmm. you're the last – you can be the last play and it's either, you know – jubilation or or it's failure and it's like you know it, it brings all the air out of the team what's the feeling like when you hit that game winning kick like that goes through your body because we're excited as your teammates but we're not the mm-hmm. one who kicked the football
2: yeah well here's the thing and i feel a lot of kickers can relate to this as soon as the, the ball comes off the, your foot you know if it's going in and i've been very fortunate um i've made all my so far all the game winners in my career and uh i don't it's just it's like everything goes in slow motion like the ball just goes slow the noise is canceled out and you just see the ball go through the through the through the goal poles and like i said everything's for me it's slow and then before you know it everyone is just around you because you you're just so in the moment it is just like i said um I don't know, it's, it's hard to realize, uh, explain. It's like you're in the movies. You know how they slow down the movies sometimes? Yeah. And th- that's just, for me, that's how it's been, where it's just slow motion and I can just see the ball. I can see the laces go end by end. And, uh, but that's how it is for me. But as soon as it comes off your foot, you know if it's going in or not.
0: We're talking with Sergio Castillo here on Inside the Jets. I was told that you have a pretty cool story involving one of your former teammates there in Atlanta, Julio Jones. What is mm-hmm. that about? Or do you call him Quintors?
2: i don't know if i can pronounce that (laughs) um so in 2014 atlanta called me like hey sirs, we need a a punter or kickoff guy a punter and a kickoff guy and uh i was like shoot i'll do whatever i gotta do to make the team i'll clean the restrooms if i have to (laughs) and uh i didn't punt or kickoff in college i was a decent punter in the beginning of my college career but i just focused on field goals and i remember you know, I show up and it was weird because we signed the contract first and then we did the workout. Normally it's the opposite. And, um, you know, we're going over the script. Hey, Serge, we're going to have four punts this way, four this way. We're going to flip it. Such and such number, right? I can't remember the, the number of punts, but it was like a good chunk of punts we're going to do. And, and there's three fields in, in the Lena facility. There's field one, two, and three. On the third one, is where the specialists kick, and then like where guys who are coming off an injury or do their rehab. And if I recall well, Julio was having um, he I think he had something he had something done. He messed up his foot his a year foot,
1: Yeah, his foot. Yeah. List and brain. he was
2: doing his rehab there. He was like running and stuff like that. I'm doing so bad on punting. I don't even think we get past five punts, and coach is just like, we're done. And I was like, holy shoot, I. I just signed a contract 10 minutes ago. I'm about to get cut in 10 minutes. (laughs) That was my mindset. And I'm like, coach, just let me kick field goals. Let me kick field goals. And I'm just begging, let me kick field goals. He's like, no, no, no. And Julio overheard. And he's like, and all I hear is, coach, just let the kid kick. And I was just like, and coach like, all right, we'll kick some. And uh, I don't know if he remembers that, but I thank him to this day. And um, I had a really good session of field goals. And uh, I honestly think that's what kept me on that team, that that that, that uh, training
1: camp. Hey, don't re- don't remind him. He might send you an invoice. Yeah, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly.
0: Well, Sergio, that's a cool story. And again, a, a lot of them certainly. And it's gotten you to the point you're at right now. And the Jets are lucky to have it because you've done a great job for them. So thank you for joining us and continued success here with the green and white. But we appreciate you hopping on inside the Jets.
2: Thank you all for having me. You'll have a good one. All right, there's
0: Jets kicker Sergio Castillo. More to do on Inside the Jets presented by EY, building a better working world. And welcome back to Inside the Jets, supported by Selective Insurance, Be Uniquely Insured, Dan Grasa
1: and Bart Scott with you. And Bart, I know you got a little message for the folks, right? Absolutely. I want you guys to help MetLife celebrate the incredible workforce of the tri-state area. Submit your idea for a two-story high mural being installed at MetLife Stadium. For that, go to nyjets.com dot com slash MetLife to submit your designs today. Well, we get
0: a little bit of news here that moving forward here, the Jets are going to take on the Chargers next up off the bye. Still looking for that elusive first win. Chargers, again, had another valiant effort, but no dice for them in Miami. We do know that it's going to be Joe Flacco again under center because Sam Darnold has been ruled out again. The shoulder's not ready to go. But the Chargers, think about this. They're one of only three teams in the NFL right now through nine weeks that have not had a loss by more than one score. The Steelers are undefeated, haven't lost a game. The Chiefs, right. who, were, who have only lost one, and, and the Chargers, who are
1: 2-7. They just can't finish. Um, they, they get there. They fight hard. Um, they make big plays, but they just can't finish. And, you know, you talk about the situational football, they fall short. I think before last week, I think it was like they all six of their losses were by 24 points combined. Um, Anthony Lynn, who was a former Jet, who we have a lot of respect for, has that team playing hard. Herbert is playing oh. amazing. I think Herbert's has, been the best rookie quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, this he only, year. yeah. He only, has, he only has like just think he wasn't even supposed to play. You know, if it wasn't for the doctor punching oh, Tyrod Taylor's lungs, you know, we wouldn't even been able to send the doctor a Christmas really. card. Maybe <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, you know, doctor better watch out for Tyrod and on the, on oh, the other man. end. But um, this is a team that's very talented. We know, um, you know, Jory Bosa, Ingram, I know they, they've always been snake bitten by injuries, but they're a team that competes. In, and Keenan Allen is one of the best receivers in the game, not named Julio Jones, Michael Thomas, and DeAndre Hopkins. You know, but, you know. And the he, old Jet
0: Kalen Balage, getting some reps in the backfield for them just because they're no, so he, snake bitten. He, but, he,
1: but he was the workhorse. Yep. And he was putting in work. And you know, he's going to be my, my motivated. Call this the Balage Bowl because his teammates are going to stand up for him. And it's going to be a hard fought test. You know the Jets got a lot to you know play for. They should be the fresher team. You know they haven't. You know they had a chance to rest their mind. But sometimes you can come out flat. It's going to be important this week that Adam Gase gets the boys going back and knock some of that rust off.
0: Remember, Jets fans, you can watch Inside the Jets through the Jets app presented by BetMGM. Go to the App Store or Google Play right now and search Official New York Jets. You know you think about how crazy things are right now in the league, right? We're ten weeks in. But on the AFC side specifically, you've got nine teams with at least six wins, which is just nuts. And I know that the NFL added the extra wild card team this year, but you talk about some of these playoff spots, they are going down to the wire. And right in our own division here in the AFC East, I mean, Miami and Buffalo, Bills drop a heartbreaker yesterday to Arizona. We talked about the Dolphins who get the win. They're going to butt heads in Buffalo Week 17. That could be for the AFC's title. It, it's a fun race shaping up in this conference. It,
1: it is, and it's like anybody that gets the wild card that losing their division is a legitimate threat to go all the yep. way. You know, whether that's Baltimore, whether that's Indianapolis or Tennessee. Has Baltimore dried off yet? I, yeah. I, I, oh, <laughs> no. man, that was like – That was a car wash. In the days, it's like, are you serious? Then it was a swirling wind. Oh, my gosh. You just get there, your your feet and your your, your cleats are just like. What was the worst one you played in? Like a, a rain game? Do you remember off the top of your head? I can't think of a specific one, but I played in some bad ones in um, in Cleveland because Cleveland is right there by the lake. Right. So you get all that lake effect snow. Or and lake they had effect, delays like, yesterday at the beginning. Yeah, lake effect, lake. and that thing is built on a toxic uh, website too, man. It used to be a, like a waste waste place. <laughs> so we saw it's called it the. That's playing what call, like it. That's what they call it, the mistake by the lake, because like it used to be like on a like on a like toxic ground. But they're playing well, you know. They're mutters, man. But I played in some crazy games. But it was a lot of that was playing in the AFC South, whether it was Pittsburgh and one of those cold, cold, rainy days where they used to actually paint the grass because they wanted oh, to yeah. slow the field down. Like green dirt. But those are fun, and you kind of zone out. You know, you go to the side, but when you have to take those cleats off and you get back and you put them in your bag and you go to your locker, you're like, mm, burn those.
0: Yeah, you don't want any part of that. So, again, the stuff we touched on earlier, you want to see that continued progress from the Jets. As you said, trip out to the West Coast. You're going to have to get your body clock acclimated and no. all those
1: things. But don't, their don't, first... pull, don't pull a Gino and go no, to the Moves Tour. No, you don't want
0: to pay that. But first look at the new SoFi Stadium they have out there. That should be pretty cool. And, yeah. look, this is a team. It's a 2-7 and seven team record-wise that they're playing. But this is a team that, as we said, a lot better than that record indicates. No,
1: absolutely. So you better go out there because they can embarrass you quickly. And they're looking at you like a, like a win that they want.
0: We're going to be back again next week. It's good that we're back here today. Missed you, of course, during the bye week, my friend. So we'll be back last week. Of course I did. Bart Scott, I'm Dan Grasso. This is Inside the Jets presented by EY, building a better working world. So long, everybody.